You know, leaders, it doesn't matter what you do. Every job can just become robotic and really wear you out. And you got to learn to lead at a higher mental focus to give yourself some clarity and not feel like you're on a hamster wheel. So no matter whether you run a large or small operation, you're going to find yourself doing the same thing day in and day out. So let's get focused on thinking at a higher level for our jobs, a higher purpose, a higher goal than just getting through the day. We're going to get into that right now. It's time for the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stress, and I know whether you're starting a small business, you're a solopreneur, or a leader in a large company, you need to collaborate with people. I want to help you make those collaborations fulfilling, productive, and as profitable as possible. So every Monday morning, we'll drop a new podcast episode to do just that. So let's get into today's discussion. Welcome back, everybody, from across America and around the world, back to the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. So this week, we're going to talk about leading at a higher mental focus to tune out the mental burnout, because it doesn't really matter what kind of job you have, what you lead, you can start feeling like you're doing some of the same things all the time, and you get on this hamster wheel, and it's just a fight between how do we get through the day and how do we look into the future and all of those things. And that is what frustrates leaders the most is the behaviors that start happening uh, when you start doing the same things day in and day out. I mean, after all, we're told to just suck it up. And and there's a, there is something to that. If you look, if you have the right processes in place that support where you're going, a, a direction, a vision, well then by all means embrace the grind. But all too often, particularly in a larger organization where there's a lot of layers of things happening and probably like maybe, you know, middle management is not handling things the right way because they're the bridge between the vision and the execution. And oftentimes they fall into the trap of they've got to show why they're important, why they're necessary. We're doing all kinds of things that we feel like, does this really help me get through my day? Does this really help me get to my goal of where I'm trying to do with my team or myself? If that's going on, it's really hard to embrace the grind. It, it, you feel like like it's detracting from what you're trying to do actually and you're not getting anywhere and you get on this hamster wheel of doing the same thing all the time and then when that starts to happen you start to wonder is this worth it is this you know obviously your paycheck is worth it you want to keep that but you think about all the energy you're putting into it and where you're going and what you're doing is it worth it is that grind the right grind what are the mental boxes we put ourselves in and and what i mean by that is we think mentally how we should be or people above us view us a certain way and they want us to look a certain way and talk a certain way and act a certain way. And we get in these boxes of things of what we think we're supposed to do versus really trying to go after it. Because one of the biggest problems is a lot of higher level leaders aren't, well, they're leaders by default, but they're not developers. They're inspectors. Are things getting done? That's all they really want to know. Not a lot of high level leaders spend time really on team development. I mean, we've gone over stats over and over and other 
other podcast about that, that over 70% of employees are, are saying it's necessary and needed and we don't see it. And about the same percentage of employers say, yeah, oh, that's important to do. But then the daily grind happens and it doesn't happen. So then you feel like you're you're battling robotics. You, you are doing the same thing all the time. And depending on how your leader is training, this is really the hard part for leaders to kind of differentiate themselves because let's face it, it's a big world of monkey see, monkey do and gravitating toward whatever your particular leader is gravitating toward. And obviously you need to do some of that because you want to show that you're on the team and, and you're doing the things, but you kind of, you don't have to just settle for where they're at or what they're asking for just because that's all they ask for. So you get into these robotics where you're doing just enough to get through. And if we're going to be effective leaders, we got to, whether you're running a small department within a large organization or, or maybe you're stepping out on your own, you're going to build a team in an entrepreneurial sense. You have to be that person that decides what your team, at least what your box is, how that's going to work and not get robotic and not do just enough for your boss to stop nagging you about something or, or, or even if they were giving you praise, even if it was the opposite, but you could have done so much more, but you're only going to do just enough so you don't show more. And you get into these robotic issues. You know, the problem becomes there's a, there's this fictitious unknown autopilot switch under your desk or in your work area because everything just becomes routine. Um, you, you, you've, you know exactly what you're doing. You've been down that road and all that, and you just kind of let the plane fly itself. And for a while, that's okay. But you can't be in that mode all the time because then it just gets routine. And then what happens is the lack of feeling accomplished happens, whether you don't think it will or not. When you're on a hamster wheel, just doing certain things all the time and, and never really growing and developing, you will have that lack of accomplishment feeling sink in. It's just inevitable. And what you really have to do to get past that is lead with a higher purpose. You look at what you're actually able to do instead of the, the little day-to-day -day stuff you're doing. What does that mean for the company? What does that mean for your business? What does that mean for your team that if that doesn't happen, what happens? What is the result? Or the better way to think of it is when you do do it, what does that really mean? How does that propel you forward, build a better product, take care of the customer more, make you feel like you're accomplishing things? You think about the example of the U.S. Constitution and then you think about the absolute disaster that is the United States Congress and just all of it. And I'm not going to get into a political spin by any means because we could be here all day. But there's one guiding principle based on principles and values. But yet you don't hear a lot of that when the leadership's talking. They're just about winning for their own little side. And imagine, I'm sure a lot of you can imagine in your workplace, you see that play out. Well, how's that working for you? It's not because we don't think on that higher level. But I'm talking about this not just for that, not just for your company, but really for your own sanity as a leader of how are you going to feel day in and day out of your effectiveness and your own growth, your own learning as you develop a team and think higher level stuff and not get so wrapped up in something. You know, if you're in a retail operation and some customer wants some small level refund on something and you have the worker reciting policy, they're all talking about policy. Well, you got to have this, you got to have that. And at the end of the day, is your P&L really even going to notice that return? I mean, honestly, is it? And it's just like, just give the customer the benefit of the doubt. If they got you once, big deal, they got you once. But think higher goals, higher thoughts, higher values 
of what it means to take care of customers and stop having these little mini investigations on things. And you can you can use that example on just about any problem. So don't make the mistake of just changing your focus and just having these lofty thoughts. You know, we talk in the past a lot on this show about you know a mission statement on a wall nobody reads. So you can say something lofty, but if you're not purposeful with it, if you're not strategic with it, it will just be something on a wall. It will just be something that sounded great at the time, but nothing really became of it. So you really need three strategic changes to make it real. Now, obviously the first thing you gotta do is focus, right? That sounds simple. So number one, strategic focus. Decide how you're gonna look at daily behaviors. What are the most important behaviors and not grind reactions? Remember we talked about embrace the grind, get in there and do it. I'm talking about daily behaviors that really support the correct strategy. You you hopefully have gone through that. And if you haven't, go back to actually some of our original podcasts, you know, back in two, three, and four, I believe, on, on how to set a vision and a mission and a strategy and how one plays off of the other. Because once you start to implement that, it is all about daily behaviors and decisions. So does it support the correct strategy? Effective leaders live in the future of where are we going? And this is a great indicator right there. Just, I want you to just key in on that sentence for just a second. Effective leaders live in the future. So if right now you're feeling like, like, I can't. There's so much going on. I can't. That's the first step is whatever's going on in your operation, on your team, what you're working on, there's something missing to where you should have a small amount of time to really think about that. If you really feel like there's zero time, and I bet you if I followed you around all day and wrote down every little thing you did, I'll find the time. Or you know what? You may be off work over the weekend, but for your own sanity, maybe it's good you actually take half a Saturday and just sit down with a notepad and figure it out. But you got to learn to live in the future of where are we going? You got to think about a compass and not a clock like Stephen Covey said. Are you going in a direction? Uh, I often talk about if you if you want to get healthy, obviously the first thing that pops in your mind is losing weight, right? But eating right, exercising, you're thinking losing weight, you get on a scale. Don't ever get on a scale, ever. I know that sounds crazy, but listen, if you aren't competing where weights are required, you know, wrestling or a lot of martial arts are that way, um, you know, boxing, MMA, all that kind of stuff. If you don't have to weigh in to prove you're at a certain weight, don't use it. The scale will make you make bad decisions because you'll be chasing that number rather than just feeling better. Rather than what you really want, if you're, if you're serious about your health, is getting an overall view of your health. You know, talking about cholesterol, blood pressure, all that kind of stuff, not the weight that really keys you in. So before we execute, we have to decide how we think, how you look at your job, how you look at what your team does, what it really means to the operation. Not that you push this pile of paperwork over to the other side of the desk or you cranked out a thousand units of something or somebody's on the phone with a customer and maybe the customer's upset over something but we're able to save them. It's a lot deeper than that. You have to go back to the vision phase. In the vision phase, it's all about how does it feel? What does it affect? And what does it change? What, what, if you could like seriously write a, a, a narrative of what it should look like, if you could just write anything, that's what you should be doing. And that's the direction you should be going in with the goals of the best product you possibly could come up with or the best service or just all of those things. If you want to add value to your team, 
you must have value-based thinking. You're like, duh, no kidding. That's not a, really a brain surgeon type statement. But what does value-based thinking actually means to bring value? Like what are the things you have to think about? So it starts with things that you normally wouldn't consider. You, you might be thinking to yourself, how do I crank out this work fast enough or, or just hire some awesome people and all that? I, and those things have to happen. But as the leader, you got to have things like curiosity and wonder and discovery. And I know that sounds like, oh, that's kind of soft or whatever. But again, when I'm talking about like sitting down with a notepad and just scribbling some things out away from work, away from the tension and the grind itself is those are the things you can think about, about your team, about where you want to take them. You got to wonder what life could be like if, if everything was the way you wanted it. You have to be curious about things rather than something went wrong and you just immediately, there's all this tension on the team. There's this blame game. I gave an example in another podcast. When it comes to curiosity, for example, example, let's say you're, you're you're off a day and you come in and something's not done. Does your mind immediately go to a oh, failure and how could they not do this? And I gave enough direction, enough time, or are you curious about it? Oh, that's just, this is out of character. This shouldn't, this isn't their normal work. I wonder what happened. It's that kind of thinking. And the next thing you gotta do is explain the value the team delivers, not just the product. So you can't keep this stuff to yourself. You gotta get the team to understand what it really means for them to be there. You know, when we talk about winning, the team's got to know if they're winning. They got to know what winning looks like and they got to know what they do each day contributes to that winning. So if you don't tell them on the higher level of what it really means about what they're doing and you can think you have the most mundane, boring department in the company, but without it, what would life be like for that company? Even it may not be celebrated where you think about somebody in sales getting a million dollar deal and everybody's freaking out and all that's great, but you could be in a compliance office. You could be in a legal office and think, oh, I'm just pushing paperwork, but what does it mean when it's not there? So you have have to start thinking in a, in a focus, a strategic focus of what it means for your team to be winning or for you as the leader to not lose your sanity, what it means for you to lead them a certain way. And number two, once you have strategic focus, now you got to have strategic execution. You got to put it into action. No matter how good your focus is, if you don't do anything with it, again, it's just a mission statement on a wall and it sounds good. And maybe once a quarter we bring it up or, you know, somebody's getting promoted to a higher level and we say, hey, remember that thing we talked about? And you kind of go over it. It, it. it doesn't matter if you're not doing it. So is your business strategies based on daily behaviors? And does the daily behaviors match the focus? Is the team clear with the focused behaviors? Those are two different things. And we talked earlier, setting your focus and how important it was for your daily behaviors to align with that. But now does the team understand it? And are you meeting the team where they are? This is so important. That are you meeting the team where they are? What that means is you can say your focus and try to put it into action. But if they're not ready, if they don't understand, if they don't get it, you have to help them with that. And some of them are going to get it right away. And some of them are going to need a little help. But you can't just like blurt it out. Even with that, just like on the focus phase, just blurting it out makes it a, a an innocuous poster on the wall. Well, now you go to execute it and you have a meeting with everybody and you just say it. You ever got it? Of course, they're going to nod their head. They want, they want, they want to <laughs> make you feel like they know what they're doing. You got to meet them where they are and take the time to make sure they understand. Next thing, you got to do is think space to sales with behaviors. And it's easy to say, hey, do your behaviors match your strategy? But there's things going on all day. You know, we talk about that embracing the grind thing. Well, that is going to happen. That is definitely going to happen. And there's different, be there's behaviors that get sucked up into that. There's behaviors you want them to do. So when you think about, for example, again, if you had a retail store and you had a whole bunch of products you were selling and something sold more than others, what's going to get more space in the store? The stuff that sells more, right? Well, you got to think about that with behaviors, the space to sales. When we're talking 
talking about living at a higher level, a higher focus, a compass direction, you've got to give those higher level behaviors, the ones that are based in values and what the team needs to do a little bit more space and protect that because the grind is going to creep in and get it. And if you aren't keeping them focused on that, the grind will take over because things have to get done. So the most effective behaviors should have the most space. You know, you think about the four disciplines of execution. Great book. They just came out with a second edition. You know, you have a competing wildly important goals versus emergencies, basically. Because when something's not done, all of a sudden it's an emergency. You have all this competing stuff. And how do you give the, the important things the time? And you have to think about those things. So you have to take time to defrag. This is an old computer term most people don't talk about. But they talk about defragging your computer. Basically putting your files back in order where they belong to make the computer run a little bit more efficiently. Because over time, as you get into this, like you're going to have a meeting, you're going to talk about your focus and you're going to start to implement them. You're going to make sure everybody understands them and meet them where they're at. So make sure everybody in your team's getting it and you give them the space to do it. And the works, <laughs> the work kicks in, the grind kicks in, and it's going to start trying to rob some of that. And it will. And your files will get out of order because things will happen. There's just no, it's inevitable. There's no way around it. And you have to defrag, man. You got to defrag stuff and you got to put things back in order and, and kind of come back to that beginning. And one of the best ways to do that is to spread joy with strategic feedback. So you created the focus. Now you're executing it. Now you need to start giving a little bit of feedback on how it's going and it's working and look at the result of this because you did this. All of that starts to make sense and they feel the value of what they're providing and how important it is because you're giving strategic feedback, but I call it spreading joy of strategic feedback. Everybody would love to hear on a couple times a week or at least once a week that what they're doing matters. And if you can't find something like that, we're probably having the wrong conversation. If you can't find once a week something your team is doing that is propelling them forward, the company forward, that is a huge value, there is a huge disconnect in your leadership with them and what they're doing. And you need to regroup before you give them to this. But spreading joy of strategic feedback is what's going to keep them motivated. And that brings me to number three of leading at a higher mental focus strategic recharge. So you've set the focus, you put it into action, you, you have it competing with the daily grind and all this, this is going on, but you got to have a recharge. It matters what you think and say as the leader. The team will move to your thoughts and your behaviors. You, they can't be different than what you laid out, or you can just unplug them right now if you're not that person. And if you're the kind of leader, you're, what I mean by that is if you're in a certain position where you're in and out of an operation, like you're at a high level, you really have to guard what you say and how you say it because you hardly interact with that team, but you're at a high level. So guess what? You're, you're, the weight of your words are huge. And when you just blurt something out, even you just be thinking to yourself, oh, I'm just talking out loud, but I don't really mean it. I have seen that over and over where somebody's done that. They just blurted something out. They didn't mean it. It was non-value added, but because it was said, they were jumped all over it. Now all of a sudden, all these other departments heard the rumor, oh, this person said this and they started doing it. And then that person who said it, it's like, why are y'all doing this? So your words matter. How you respond to things matter. Again, I've said it over and over and over. The leader's attitude is the thermostat for your team's culture and how they're going to respond, how they're going to act. So focus on the behaviors you want. Tell them they're winning. Show them that what they do matters. 
but how you respond to everything is what they're going to gravitate towards. So be intentional with that. You have to be intentional. The whole idea, you got to have for yourself, for your mental self as a leader, a place you go to, to decompress yourself and vent yourself, but it can't be with your team. It can't be. You got to be intentional with it because people are not robots. Get a little personal with them. Just a little, not a ton, but you know, talk talk to them about their wellness, what they're doing outside of work. You know, they're in a, what are their hobbies? What do, what do they do over the weekend? What movie did they see? All of that stuff. A lot of people, they come into work and man, it's just like, okay, let's hit it. Here we go. And we don't learn about people. There are things that a lot of people do outside of their work that actually be a huge value in the work. And I don't mean they're going to do their hobby at work, but like how they have to think about it, how they have to approach it. They can bring something to some kind of thought process at a table you never thought about. Uh, could be a creative person. Maybe you have to create something and somebody's into art outside of work. They paint and you didn't know that. Or they're in a graphic design or something. It could be anything, but get to know your people a little bit on a personal level. And sometimes you got to pull the car over and stop at a gas station, but a mental gas station. You think about taking long trips. Well, you're at work. It's a long trip because you have quarterly goals, yearly goals. It's a long trip. And sometimes you got to pull the car over to mental gas stations. Appreciation is nice, but they got to know that it matters. So in other words, like saying, oh, great job today. You got to get specific with it. And you got to really key in on as a leader, what is the temperament of your team? Are the, Is the grind winning or is your higher level focus winning? And is it time to kind of pull the car over and say, look, gang, look at what we've accomplished in the past three months. Look at how we're winning and change some things up. Just maybe have a meeting about just that. To, you, know, you can make it a pizza party. You can make it a cookout. You can do something like that too, you know, for sure. But even you don't have to do that. Just letting them know what they do matters and sensing when, you know, we've been going down the road a while, a couple hours. You ever take a long road trip halfway through a state? Man, we've been riding for a while. We need to get out, walk around, stretch our legs, get something to eat. It's that kind of feeling, but it's just on a mental capacity. You have to do that sometimes. So think about that as mental gas stations every so often, pulling that car over, filling it back up with good stuff. So once you start living in a strategic focus and execution, don't take winning or failure personally. Learn from it. Think about it. If we've shifted our focus to higher level types of thinking, a higher mental level of what we're all about and what our values are about, you really can't take it personal when you win or lose. You, you certainly acknowledge it, but the key here is you got to move on from it. You can't sit on a big win and you can't deprogram the team because of a big loss. You learn from it and what happened and move on and don't dwell on it. That's gonna help you recharge um, onto the next thing. Now, of course, this can blow up in your face of constantly reminding of it. You know, once it's over, it's over. It needs to be over. Same thing, win or loss, move on, don't dwell on it. And one of the reasons why this is so important to do these three things is, you know what? I will take being physically tired over mentally tired any day of the week. And there are so many times as leaders, there's so much going on, or I've heard the analogy of all these spinning plates you have up or however you want to focus on that or say it, you know, you feel like, did I leave the iron on? You think about in the morning when you're racing through your house and you've got other things going on, like you got to get kids to school, things like that. And you, you, you a lot of times leave the house thinking that you forgot something or didn't do something. Well, work can be the same way coming back the other direction when you, you're not leading at a higher level 
level. And it's just, how do I get through today? You're going to forget some stuff that you thought you did, or maybe you didn't forget it. You just think you forgot it. And it's really going to just bog you down just that alone. And, uh, and that's the mental tired of trying to remember everything and not setting yourself up for the next day before you go, knowing exactly what you're going to be doing as soon as you walk in the door and what's the priority what's important um, to, to do that and, and not feeling drained every single day you leave. Now, look, you're, is this going to happen every day? No, there are going to be those days, but you should have more days that are not like that. When you're leading at a higher mental level, you will have more days that are better, that are clear, that, that you feel accomplished. And they're going to be every once in a while, that one day that just drags you down and you think, did I even do anything today? Was I effective at all? That's going to happen, but that should should be a lot less than the good days for sure. And remember, it's always behaviors and resulting feelings that control your focus. So when you don't key in on that, it's the resulting feelings that start to just change how you look at things rather than what the behaviors could have derived. You, you key in on the, on the feeling that you had after it rather than how do you change that up and you, and you focus on the feeling rather than the behavior and then that sets your focus in the wrong direction so when you're thinking about regrouping you got to do that when you're thinking about the mental tired versus the physical tired that's contributing to that when you're thinking about the resulting feeling versus the behavior that caused it or the behavior that didn't happen that caused something to happen in a negative way that you didn't address. So to grow as a team and a leader, you gotta be strategic. This stuff, like I said, you can't just blurt it out put it on a poster. They're just too much noise and distraction. We have never been more connected, but sometimes it feels less effective and it's not used productively. You think about how much easier it is to interact with each other, but all of the distractions, all of the noise, if you aren't strategic in what you're focused on and why you're doing the things you're doing and, and the value putting into it, you will succumb to the grind. It will eat you alive. And the next thing you know, you're on that hamster wheel. You are on autopilot. You are robotic. And then you do feel like, man, am I really getting anything done here? That will happen. And of course, being strategic builds your brand as a leader when you think about it, because you're doing it on purpose. You're thinking in the future. You're leading them down a path. You're not just getting through the day and high-fiving that we survive somehow. If you really want to build your brand as a leader, that's what changes your entire atmosphere on your team. Culture, big buzzword, is thrown around so much. And obviously, I talk about it almost every single week. But if you're not strategic in your values and in your focus of where you're going, you can't really perpetuate that at all. It just becomes part of the noise. So be strategic with your focus. Be strategic with your execution. And please be strategic with your recharge. Because because how you want to run your team, decide, regardless of how you're led, you have to be mentally tough enough to lead the way you want to lead, whether you're led that way or not. And that is 100% up to you. Thank you so much for joining me for another show. Please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues and start up your own discussions on the topic of the show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. And check out the links in the show notes and give us a rating so we know how we're doing and five stars would be pretty sweet. So until next week, remember, you know you have to get work done with other people, but how you get done work with other people is entirely up to you.